Los Golpes González Show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Los Golpes González Show. I got my host right here, Adrian Gonzalez, I'm here with Oscar Riddles. What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? How's it going? Good, man. You watch, uh, you watch the fights? Yeah. Now, obviously, you watch the Leo Santa Cruz, huh? Yeah, I watched the fight. Boring fight. Yeah, dude, you know what's crazy? Boring fight. I think all the fights were kind of low-key that happened this past weekend were pretty much boring. Yeah. Leo Santa Cruz's. And I even watched, uh, did, you, did you know MVP and Paul Daly fought? It's an MMA fight. Oh, too. yeah, but yeah, that's boring, right. Boring as shit, too. That's right. It All was boring, huh? Yep. That's true. But the Leo Santa Cruz one was, uh, it was very, like, disappointing, though, man. I didn't I didn't like the fact that it was, like, really boring. And, and I mean, there was action, but not really too much action. You I, know? I saw, like, a small clip on Instagram where they were just brawling, going at it. But it looked so sloppy. But I think it was on one of the rounds. I can't remember exactly what round it was, but... There was a couple rounds where it was good, but then it was just you look. It 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 really did look like Leo Santa Cruz outboxed Rafael Rivera. Oh, like no? he really did. Yeah. How, how did he win? It was a unanimous decision. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Was it an impressive performance? Like, did he beat him like really good? Nah, or it wasn't even impressive. What? Nah. I mean, it was a backup fight, so it's kind of like the guy. I mean, he had a long time to. Uh, he had a couple weeks to train, but. It wasn't even nothing like to where I don't know. It wasn't competition. Yeah, there was a lot of speculation too. That was a mismatch fight. Do you think so? Oh yeah, it was. Oh yeah, definitely it was. Yeah, definitely. It, so, it really was. I, I just see him doing against uh, Gary Russell now. That he looked like. I think Gary against Mitch. I think Gary will put hands on him, man. I think he yeah. will. Yeah, I think so. Gary, he he's a tough. He's a tough cookie. Like he's good. Uh, you know, but um, but yeah, man. Um, overall, how was your weekend though? It was good, man. I just caught the. I caught the. I was really excited, bro. Honestly, I was. I was the most excited for the Cain Velasquez fight, the Cain Velasquez versus Francis Nugano. Because oh, I feel yeah. like whenever you get that, like that, uh, you know, a black fighter with a Mexican fighter, it's it's always like a combination. Hey, for that a good dude, fight, Francis bro. is a big boy, heavy handed too. Big boy. Yeah, uh, you know Lewis from J and J Auto. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out to Lewis and shout out to J and J Auto in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, he, he actually, he did some work for Francis Nugano. I think his car. Uh-huh. So, like, they do, like, audio uh, stereo installations and stuff. And I think he did a uh, installation for Francis Nugano. And he messaged me when I posted something about Cain Velasquez fighting this weekend. And he was like, he was like, man, Cain Velasquez is huge. Cause, and I've seen a picture of him and Francis before on the internet. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, my boy's pretty big, too. He's, like, six foot something, maybe. You That's know? crazy. And he yeah. made him look small. Yeah, but what what do you think overall though with that with the the controversy? With yeah, the, the King Velasquez. The, I don't think honestly. I think I, he when he fell, I don't think he really got punched. Yeah, they weren't well, flush. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a flush punch. But I think when he fell, obviously he like twisted his his leg. No, his knee or his I think knee. It was an MCL something that like that. Something, and then he just collapsed. Oh, it actually did tore, uh, tear. He he thinks so. Yeah, it might be a serious injury that keeps him out longer. And he's already been out for three years. Dang, that's crazy. It sucks know that for a return after like three years. It's been almost three years since he last competed. That's true. And then he he fights in a few seconds. Bam! Knee cla- he collapses on his knee, his whole body weight, and it's like a possible. I think. Correct me wrong. I don't know if it's MCL, but it's a tear within the knee. Right. And uh, he said that he thinks he might have torn it in the yeah. fight. Yeah. yeah. MCL is that is that that the right? I, I believe it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> as, long, as long as it's a thing I'm not throwing uh, crazy shit out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know there's an ACL yeah. too. I yeah, mean, it's but the I think ACL MCL it's the joints right. on the knees. The ligaments, I'm sorry. Ligaments, the ligaments. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. ligaments. So he tore that and uh 
Yeah, man, it sucks, man. Because that that's our only Mexican that, heavyweight. That, that right there, if once you tear your like a- ACL or MCL, depending on what sport, you're done for like a whole year. Oh, you think so? Oh, you're done. Like in in basketball, baseball, football. If you tear your ACL, yeah. forget about that. You're done. You, for you know what Cain Velasquez reminds me of? Like um, the um, Chicago Bulls uh, basketball player. Um, um, oh man, who's uh, he's Bulls. really good. Uh, but he has all he has all those injuries. What's his name? He's a Chicago Bulls player. Um, From the past, like with Jordan and stuff? No, no, no. Recent. Like he's, oh, oh Derrick uh, Rose. Derrick Rose. Yes, Derrick Rose. See, that's Rose. what he so had. He, yeah. he, he tore his ACL. Yeah, so much talent. But, I mean, so they're, much, just, yeah. they're just so... He was a top five player in the league. And then now he's injuries, like... Injuries. Yeah. Cain Velasquez, Andrew, too. fucked him up. Cain Velasquez was, a, from, in my opinion, uh, outside of Steve Miocic, mm. uh, one of the most dominating heavyweight uh, Mexican fighters in the whole division, in the yeah. whole history of the UFC, too. I agree. But yeah, I watched that fight and that was a that was a dud. And then I didn't get to catch the Leo Santa Cruz fight, man. I was, well, trying, I was trying my best, but you didn't miss anything, so don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, man, you know what's the crazy <laughs> thing right now about boxing? I mean, that is just so hard for me with boxing. Is there's so many organizations, there's, yeah. they're on so many different networks, the time frames are so scattered, and it's like because you know I watch MMA a lot too, right? Yeah. So like I can I can expect when to watch an MMA fight. They're typically every Saturday from around seven AM and the main card's ending around nine. To 10 and the o'clock. prelims usually start like at two yeah, or three. Yeah, so I know what to expect yeah. and I know what time to show up. But with the boxing, it's like, you know, I talked to my boy Isaac from Palmdale. Uh-huh. And I was like, I knew you were busy because you had you were with uh, Chris Avalos oh, uh, yeah, in yeah. Palmdale watching the fight. And I knew you guys were busy. I knew you guys were probably turning up and, and, and watching mm-hmm. the fight. So I just hit up my boy Isaac and I was like, Hey, let me know when the fight is. He was like, It happened already. And this was like at seven. I was oh, like, oh yeah. my god, I missed it seriously. Damn. Oh, that's right. That's when you text me, right? And you, yeah, you told me yeah. is the fight over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was turning up. You know, I wish, so. I, wish, I wish boxing would would have like, in a way, I wish boxing was monopolized by like one organization. You know, get the best fighters, well, that's, fighting the best. That's what, the, the, that's the, what the top, they're trying to do with the, the PBC. They're trying to do the PBC. They're trying to like have a lot of these boxers sign with PBC. So it's like just one whole big old organization. Yeah. And PBC is usually always either on um well their main um contract that they have is with Fox, the PBC. Yeah. So usually all their fights are gonna be like on Fox or Fo- or FS1 or So you um, think PBC is the future? Like with the network? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Al Heyman is doing a good ESPN job over there. And um oh, because it's Al Heyman that has it, huh? Al Heyman is yeah, he's oh. uh, he's the one that started the PBC. So you know Al Heyman. But isn't he, Al Heyman isn't isn't he manager to uh, Earl Spence? Yeah, but Earl Spence isn't fighting on PBC, is he? Yeah, he's, he's part of PBC. He's fighting a, a Showtime. Well, he's fighting on Showtime, but it's promoted by PBC. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Showtime is the network that's that's showing the PBC, yeah. the fight. Yeah. With Mikey Garcia, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, both of them are with uh, with PBC. I'm so. excited about that fight. Oh bro. yeah, that fight's gonna be good. Man, Earl Spence is the truth, dude. I told Earl's, you, bro. You know, you know he got I that. I told you. You know what I like about Earl Spence, man? Is he got that? He got that real Mexican style. Like he's one of those fighters that comes forward with a great. He has a Canelo style to me, man. Similar frame, yeah. big boy. Yeah, that's right. Walk you down and just just pick you apart with shots, power shots. Pop, pop, pop. Pick you apart. That pick is you true. Apart. Like he does, he, he's so strong too. He doesn't really have to worry about boxing guys. He just walks them down, picks That's them apart with, with some good heavy shots. He's gonna, he's gonna destroy Mikey Garcia, man. I think he is too. He's gonna destroy him. No, you know what? I'm gonna take that back, everyone. I'm gonna take that back. I think Mikey's gonna Mikey's gonna give him a good good show. Like he's he's gonna give him a good fight. 
But at the end, I think Earl Spence Jr. is going to take that W. He is the favorite. And he is on the A side of that fight. So he is the top. You know, Honestly, I see Earl Spence becoming pound, pound for pound. One, if not pound for pound the best next year. He's gonna be up there for sure, man. Yeah. I, got, I got him on my, uh, I got him on a pound for pound list, but I, this year, man. Yeah, I do too. I just forgot what, what, um, I forgot like what place I have him in. Yeah, but I do have him on my pound for pound. Yeah, yeah, he's the truth. He's good. I like his style, and yeah. he's man. He, he he got that X factor too. Have you ever seen his interviews and everything like oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Like dude, dude has he's charismatic. Uh huh. He has he has the look. He has he he's he good on the mic. Look, he's nice on the mic. He's he doesn't even nice. look like a fighter. Huh? He doesn't even. Yeah, he look looks like, like he looks like a B two K uh, uh band member or something yeah, like that. Yeah, huh? he does. Like, he, he doesn't yeah, even look like a fighter. You're right. He doesn't look like a boxer either. Like at all. Like his face doesn't. You know, he doesn't have that nose. He's you know, like a lot of boxers like have that nose. You know, that little pudgy nose or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Been beaten on for a while. Yeah, it's been yeah. beaten on. Yeah. His is not even like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it looks got, like he has no cuts. He got that. He got that X factor, man. Oh yeah. He's. He's. I think he's something special. It's gonna be a really, really good fight with the Mikey Garcia. Yeah. I can't wait for that one. We got to watch that together, bro. We should. We got to watch that together. We should. You know? But no, nah, I think it's going to be a good fight. How do you, how, who, you think, you obviously, you're gonna, you think uh, Earl Spence wins, right? I think Earl Spence wins. You No, nah, I think by a split decision. Um, oh, but, you, think it go, you think it goes the distance? Yeah, I don't think he's going to knock out Mikey. You don't think so? And I don't think Mikey's going to knock him out. There's going to be knockdowns. Yeah, if, but, it gets, if it goes to 12 rounds, it's going to be entertaining. But. Yeah, the, the, I think the only way that Mikey can win yeah. is if he knocks him out. Oh, yeah, of course. You know? Uh, yeah, he's not going to Yeah, he's not gonna beat him in a or box. Or if he match. has more knockdowns than than, yeah. than Earl does. Yeah, but shout out to Mikey Garcia, Because if it goes to distance, man. no, yeah, it's not. He, hey, he's representing Mexican, Mexican oh, fighters yeah, in a good definitely. way, dude. Like, to take a challenge up on that guy, yeah, he's yeah. towering over him. Oh, bigger yeah. body, bigger everything, oh, prospect. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he, Mikey Garcia. Shout good, out to man. Mikey Garcia. Man. I'm excited about that one. I really am. I want to ask you a question though. Yeah, what's up? How'd you get into boxing? Oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We we're so we were talking a little bit like this, and you know it's crazy. It's like uh, um, mentioning that last night kind of kept me up. Right, I'm in the shower and I'm mm. just thinking about I'm like, man, how did I get into boxing? And dude, it literally took me like I felt like I time traveled when I was thinking about it. Like yeah. I was like, man, if if uh fucking Adrian asks me tomorrow about like, you know, how I got into boxing. Yeah. I I got to kind of remember uh the story and how it goes cuz it used to be one of my favorite stories, dude. It's yeah. like a cool story. Well, I'm curious. I got, I got the long I got the long story, the real good uh juicy story, and I got the straight to the point kind of story. We'll do the medium one. You want to do the medium? Let's do the fucking long one. Oh, let's Why we waiting? Do long? Yeah, let's do it. Shit, we can edit this. We can edit it out anytime it's too long. Yeah. All right. So um, let me see. It goes back. Shouts out to our engineer over there. Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. Thank you. He's going to be doing the post-production <laughs> on the show. So we, oh, yeah. we stretch it out. You can say hi, Oscar. Hi. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, man. I'm curious right. to know. And I'm, right, okay. I'm sure the audience is curious to know, too. Yeah. And you said you had a good story, too. So I, I want to know, I I pretty, know your story, how you got yeah. into boxing. I, no, definitely. I want to know if this is crazy as mine. Because I got a crazy life, man. Outside of like people who don't really personally know me. Like, yeah. It's crazy stories I got. Um, so... Welcome back, everyone. I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Premier Construction and Development. For all your home needs, please contact Frank at 818-966-4307. You need a kitchen to be remodeled? That's your boy. That's the person to hit up, all right? Also, I want to give another huge shout out to MDS Realty at Marlin. Contact Marlin at 818-581-7143. I want to give another shout out to our sponsors. If you need a haircut in Palmdale, 
be sure to stop by at King's Cut in Palmdale. And that's on Palmdale Boulevard. Go ahead and uh, stop by and get your fade, get your lineup, get all your needs. Also, if you're in Rosemont or Tehachapi, be sure to stop by at Jesse's Pizza if you're hungry. I'm a fat boy, so I love pizza. <laughs> so stop by at Jesse's Pizza in Rosemont or Tehachapi, and he'll hook you up. And one last sponsor that we need to give a shout out to is R&R Jumpers. Please contact Marta or Ricardo at 661-860-0788 for all your home. I'm sorry, not all your home needs. For ah, it's okay. Keep going, man. Hey, but you could cut that out though, right? All right, cut that out. Um. So our last sponsor that we're going to give a shout out to is R&R Jumpers. That's actually R&R Party Rentals. So for all your party needs, jumpers, tables, chairs, be sure to contact them at 661-860-0788. That's R&R Party Rentals at 661-860-0788. That's Ricardo Valadez or Marta. Oh, so, um, yeah, so where I left off uh, about the where I started in um, boxing, it took me back 14 years. And um, I, I think like most boxers, how, how well, I, I guess the boxers I like, because I just recently saw Terrence Crawford's story and I loved it, okay. is, uh, you know, I got into boxing because I was, I was, I was a troubled kid, you know, t- a troubled teen, right. hanging out, uh, getting in trouble all the time. And, you know, I just had a thing because most of my boys, like from out, when I moved out from San Diego to Lancaster, Mm-hmm. Man, I was just reckless. You know, I started hanging out with uh, a lot of my um, my friends, and we were just always fighting. We we're going to house parties, getting right. into, uh, grumbles, getting into scraps, and um, right. from there, like I, I just kind of identified with fighting. You know, just being right. being that kind of crazy dude, and um, um, so. There was I, I got I had a boy his name is Lewis I don't know if you know him he uh, I mentioned him earlier he owns the J and J Audio Shop oh, yeah, in Lancaster yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's one of my best friends so okay. his name is Lewis and uh, he was part of our kind of like our crew you know uh, that we had in Lancaster of our our, our buddies and okay. we would go out all the time we get into fights we like get into rumbles every weekend mm-hmm. and um, at the time I was about uh, eighteen turning nineteen years old and I had a job as a dental assistant. And from there, like I would go, like I didn't have much to do. You know, I'm out there in Palmdale, single dude, 19 years old. I got a right. job and my boy had a uh, audio shop in Palmdale. Right. In Antelope Valley. It was J and J Auto in Palmdale. So I used to go over, him, over there to the audio shop and we used to kick it all the time. Like me okay. and all the, the crew and all the guys, we'd always go over there and kick it. Right. So after work, I'd go over there and kick it. On the weekends, I would kick it with them. And there was a boxing gym that was right behind the audio uh, sound store. Okay. And it was Grace Boxing. God. So it almost kind of felt like it was ordained. Like, like, because honestly, bro, I think boxing saved my life. So wait, Grace Boxing, isn't that the one right there by uh, where Bank of America is at? Yes. Uh, Palmdale yeah, Boulevard? Yeah, Yeah, right Q7. there. Yeah, Palmdale. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but in for, now, right now, there's a church in front of it. Right. But, but, but years ago, J&J Auto used to be in that front lot. And they used to be in front of Grace Boxing Gym. Got it. So, okay. So I would, you know, I would always go hang out at this uh, uh, audio shop. And um, I don't know. There's always something in me that gravitated towards the boxing gym. Like, you know, I open the door. I see the bags. And then, you know, hanging out there. And I had like kind of a small part-time job there helping out my uh, my boy, Lewis. Mm-hmm. And I'd always see these, these boxers show up. You know what I mean? And they were cool. Like, 
like I admired it. Like I'd see this uh, cat, uh, you know, uh, Tony Reyes, right? Yeah. Okay. So for uh, those listening at home that don't know uh, Tony Reyes, Tony Reyes is a, uh, uh, he was a, I, I don't know, he's not active anymore. He was a professional boxer, amateur boxer, a good friend of mine out of uh, Lancaster, California. And um, him and his family were, uh, they were known for uh, boxing, you know? So uh, they were a family that was predominantly about boxing and they had their own gym, Grace Boxing Gym. Okay. And I'd see them, I'd see them pull up. Oh, so you know too, right? So I said the majority, a lot of people out there know him, especially because of Valerie Reyes, you know, the girl boxer. Uh-huh. And there was a lot of like, uh, there was a, uh, she had like a, she, I mean, she was, she, people knew who she was out there because there was mm. not too many girl boxers out there that was that, as talented she as Valerie. Yeah. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, she was doing her thing. Yeah, she was good, yeah, man. Yeah, she was. Yeah, sh- shout out to Valerie Reyes. Yeah, she was a real, real good. Yeah, she boxer. was doing her. Not right. that she's probably not a boxer anymore, but I don't know if she boxes oh, anymore. Oh, she's still kicking it. Oh yeah. She never so um, yeah. So anyways, I would see I would see these three uh, this family come up to the uh, the Grace Boxing Gym, and like there was just like a sparkle in my eye when I'd see them because like they looked like they enjoyed what they were doing, and I kind of like I kind of admired it. I'm like, man, these guys are coming to the boxing gym. It's cool. I saw Tony as this uh, this young cool cat. And he had a nice car when he would pull up, right? He had a, uh, at right. the time he had a, a nice, it was a murked out Lincoln um, LS on some okay. nice rims, drop, bad. Okay. And then, so, you know, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this young cat getting out and, you know, he's a boxer, he's getting out this clean whip and I'm like, man, like, yeah, that, that looks good to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure right, he you a wanted a bunch that. of bitches. Yeah, that's, wanted that. that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? And like, I like fighting. You know, and I just kind of, I wanted to befriend, befriend them. So I was cool with them. And, um, you know, um, yeah, I just had this affinity for the boxing gym. And then, you know, my boy Lewis, like, I remember there was a couple of times, like I'd go into the boxing gym and we'd mess around and I'd beat guys up in the back of the boxing gym. Like when the gym was vacant, like when okay. they weren't training on weekends, okay. I'd be at the shop, you know, my boy Lewis would get me like little guys too. I'd come by the shop and he'd get me going to the back and fight with them. Right. So like, like I just liked it. Like going to, uh, we'd have, we'd use their gloves. They never knew. We, we had access to their gym uh-huh. and we'd open it from the back door and we'd just go back there. And I remember one time Lewis had me fight. And you this. guys had all the gear? Or like, yeah, like, no, all the gear was right there in the lockers. Like they'd leave all the stuff there. Right. So, uh, my boy Lewis, uh, I guess there was this customer, um, he looked like he was a boxer too. Like there was like a certain look back then. Like, I felt like you could see what a boxer kind of looked like. Like mm-hmm. night, uh, like good frame. Usually uh, boxers back at that time had like uh, l- fades, you know, clean cut right, fades. Right, right. Uh, strong, strong jawline. Like I felt like you could just look, right? Right. And uh, my boy Lewis was telling me like, oh yeah, he's a boxer, John. And he was like, oh, John fights too. Uh, John can fight too, this and that. And I guess uh, what happened was they had me go in the back and they had me box with a big guy. His name was Marcos. He used to walk, work there too. And he was like six foot. I think he's like six foot one, six foot two, like maybe like 260, 270 pounds. Went back there, put the gloves on. And you know me, I was just a rowdy cat back then. Right. Just rowdy. Put on the gloves, went back there, sparred with put him. anybody Bro, in front hey, of me. no lie though. No lie. When this guy punched me, I flew across the ring. I didn't drop. But he punched me, and he was, a, he was a grown man. But you got to think about it. I was a hey, so he deboed you. He deboed me. Yeah, gave me gave me one good putasso. I flew across. I flew across the ring, and I was like, oh man, you know. And what that's I'm when saying? you retired, or what? No, no, not at no. all. I, I kept boxing. I kept boxing with him, right? And I was trying to use what I knew, and I knew I was fast. I knew I was athletic. I knew I was this scrawny dude who had a- athletic ability, right? Because, like, I mean, I wasn't that great at playing basketball, but, I mean, I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood where everybody was athletic. Okay. So I, I kind of uh, 
you know, instinctively picked up that nature, you know? Mm. So I was like, man, I know I have speed. I know I, I know I have these uh, attributes and these qualities. So I boxed with him. I didn't do too bad. I didn't get knocked out or anything like that. But I knew his power was there. And I didn't have any fundamentals down in boxing. This was just me off based off all the experience I accumulated from just street fighting and just, you know, my right. brother showed me how to fight. Right. Then there was another cat, you know, a cat my size, which was a harder fight. Because I always feel like fighting guys your size is just, it's always been more of a bad experience for me than fighting right. bigger guys. Like yeah. I have, I usually typically like any, any street fight I've got into prior with bigger guys, I've usually beat them up because they underestimate me. Right. Mm. With, uh, with this guy, like it was just different. He was my size, similar height, similar weight, looked athletic. And, um, I think at the time I was trying to remember last night when I was taking the shower, trying to remember the story. I think at the time I had just been recovering from a stab wound I got in a gang fight. Okay. I've just been released, I think, a few weeks. Uh, no, maybe like a month or so or a few weeks out of uh, intensive care for uh, getting stabbed. Okay. And um, that's how that's how crazy I was, man. Dang. Reckless. So we put the gloves on. And then well, that's good that you're not like that now. I, I mean, mean, I'm not. Yeah, when I think about it, and that's what's crazy. 14 years I ago. I mean, you still have that in you, bro. But it's just now you, you think about it <laughs> twice now. I mean, yeah. obviously, you're older now. Dude, you know? I just. That's, I just that's stuff that we all used to do back in the day. When we're young, just reckless, not really giving a fuck. Like, yeah, your mindset changed. I think as you get older, you start realizing the risk involved with things. Right. And this just, it, it made me, this became apparent to me just yesterday. I was driving on the freeway and I cut somebody off and it was my fault. It was completely my fault. And, um, like, I probably, I probably could have almost killed him low key because I like, I was behind a semi truck uh-huh. and he was on the next lane that I was trying to cut off and I, I was speeding. I didn't want to slow down and I didn't want to clip the semi truck. So I cut in front of him. He got so mad that he was literally pulling up, speeding to me. And like you could see on his face that he wanted to fight this and that. He was telling me to pull over on the freeway. I was kind of chuckling at it and laughing at it. Like, damn, this guy's going berserk. But then I was thinking about it, right? Uh-huh. And I was thinking about last night in the shower. I was like, the old me, like the, the John from that day, over. I would have pulled over on the freeway. And we've been scrapping in mid-traffic on the freeway. <laughs> Just scrapping in the freeway. We For real, we would have. You know what I mean? I can see you doing yeah. that, too. And um, so anyways, uh, back to the story, man. Yeah, I have changed a lot. Thank you, man, for noticing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm that same guy, but I mean, I have it there, you know? Right. And anyways, me and him sparred and I had no boxing experience. No one so ever outside of what my brother showed me from learning how to fight in the streets was throw straight punches. I didn't know anything about footwork, but I knew how to throw straight punches. And um, yeah, I would just throw straight punches. Uh, we, we went in there, we sparred, I threw straight punches, got him. Digged him out, but then I almost had like an asthma attack because of my stab wound. I had, I had a collapsed lung. Mm. And at that time, I felt like it, my lung was getting... What the hell were you doing? Yeah, really? it was crazy. Dude, that's bad. Crazy story though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting, you have a collapsed lung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not even that's not even really how I got into boxing. That okay. was just my... That was how my affinity for boxing grew. Just right. being around the boxing gym and, and the audio shop, right? Correct. So... um. And like as time went by, I started befriending uh, Tony Reyes, Valerie Reyes, and Johnny Reyes. Like I started befriending them. I, I, I liked talking to them because I was interested in boxing, right? <laughs> and then um, eventually, Tony, I think he uh, he invited me to go out with him one time because uh, at this around this time, uh, Valerie Reyes and Tony Reyes were both really heavily involved in the the party crew scene. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 So, oh, you're, damn, that's crazy. You remember, remember the party scene crew? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and I, I used not... to be in IHOP. What? IHOP, International House of Pimps. <laughs> I like that. No, yeah. Okay, my boys are playing. No, yeah. I see you. I, seriously. I, I used to be yeah. a freaky fella. 
Freaky Fellow. Damn. Oh, so you guys remember those parties? Yeah. Oh, man. man those were crazy. the days, bro. They were fun. They were crazy, though, weren't they? Dude, I threw a party in Lake LA. Cops came. It was in, we, it was in my abandoned old house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. The party, scene, the party scene back there was nuts, right? It was oh, fun. Yeah. And they, it was our own club. I wonder how it is now. Like, do they even still have party crews? Yeah, they do. But it's not a party crew. It's just like, it's a kickback. But like a certain amount of homies is gone. Because I remember we would all dress the same. Wear the same color. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The same t-shirts. The same type of like t-shirts. I didn't go that far. Yeah, because we had the IHOP honeys. The oh, girls, yeah. we yeah. had the, it was I, funny. I, 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 I didn't go, I didn't go that far with it because I was already part of like a crew that was beefing it with a lot of gangs out there, you oh, know? So, right. so, so I came with a different approach. I was like, man, I, I felt like in my mind, you know, being naive and young, I was like, I'm the hardest motherfucker that hangs out. Yeah, that hangs out. Maybe, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. But I mean, I dealt with a lot of consequences with that mindset, right. you know, obviously getting stabbed and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so I used to think like that. And Tony Reyes, he had invited me to go out with him one night. And, you know, uh, I was encouraged to do so by Louis Amesqua, the owner of JJ, the audio shop, mm-hmm. and his wife, because his wife was cousins with Tony Reyes. And his wife was like, John, you're oh, 19, you're okay. single. Why don't you go hang out with them? They go out to parties a lot. Right. And my, and my sister, Crystal Reyes, she goes out with them too. So I took them out. I took them up on the offer. I hit up Tony Reyes. We, long story short, we met up. And uh, we went out. We started going out to party, uh, parties together. Mm-hmm. And we developed a friendship. And then, um, you know, Tony Reyes being a boxer and me going out with them, I thought it was cool. I, I made a friend with Tony Reyes and we'd go to parties together a lot, right? Right. And I'd turn up on people, this and that. And then where I really got into boxing and where Tony kind of bring me into it is um, one day, you know, on the weekends where the party crews would meet up and they would do cool stuff. Right. Uh, there was one weekend that all the party crew, I think it was called, oh yeah, the party crew at the time was called Explosive. That was Valerie uh, and Tony Reyes' Explosive. Yeah. Explosive. You guys yeah. remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Always open the party with that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was their party crew. Yeah. And so. they were having, I guess, a football game. And Tony invited me. And I went. And Tony had a mutual friend. Uh, he wasn't my friend at the time, but I was cool with him. I befriended him. But Tony had a friend at the time that came with us to meet at the park in Palmdale. It's that park off of 50th Street East. Uh, I don't know the name of the park, but oh, it has. Um, and I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no worries. But we cannot refer to Valerie as Valerie anymore. She is Valentino now. She she transitioned. Okay. Okay. Well, Valentino. <laughs> I knew her as Valerie. So I'm saying I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I'm telling the story as. As from where oh, I, I, yeah, perspective. Yeah, hold on, but what, what's that? Uh, what park is that though? I don't that's know. It's on 50th and like R, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, you guys know that park in Palmville, yeah? That, yeah? The East Palmville. Okay, so we went to that. Uh, it's like uh, Delmari or yeah, Delmar. Like yeah, Delmar or something or something. something. I don't know. But you yeah. guys know. You from Palmville? You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, they had a little get together at that park, and Tony invited me, and I was still hanging out with their party crew at the time, and I was still doing my stuff in the streets with my my, my homies, mm-hmm. and um, I went to the I went to the thing to go play football with them, and uh, we went with a guy named Nova, and he okay. was part of he was part of the party crew scene, uh-huh. and he was Tony's friend. So we're pulling up in uh, Tony's Lincoln LS, and it's a real identifiable car because nobody at the time was driving a car that nice. So we pull up into the parking lot. And we get into the park, and there's a bunch of youngsters, bunch of a bunch of us kids together, right? All from yeah. the different party crews. And then um, we get out the car, and everybody's congregating together. And then there's this one, uh, like taller, taller guy, and he was Colombian, from what I found out. And he had like a long ponytail and mm-hmm. blonde hair. He didn't. He was chunty too. He didn't even really speak Spanish, uh, Span- um, English. He didn't mm-hmm. speak English, but he he looked white. He looked like a white boy. He had long hair, and he was about like six foot something. And um, well, that was me, bro. That's when I had hair. 
<laughs> no, <Nah>, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. So he came. He came up to a Nova, and I uh. guess him and Nova had some beef, and everybody was there, surrounded us, and they had a few exchanges and words. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, don't know what's going on. I look, mm-hmm. but next thing you know, this dude just, he just cracks Nova, just chin checks him, boom, right there in the parking lot. And everybody's like, whoa, is that? You know, everybody's like, damn. Right, right. And I don't know what's going on. That's when everybody started Nova, being chismoso. <laughs> yeah, basically. And Nova didn't do anything. Right. So he just looks at him and he's just like, oh. And he took he took like a champ. Well, not really a champ because he didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But he took it. And um, he just put his hand on his face and he kind of walked away and he was embarrassed. Why didn't he do anything? That's what I said. So me being, me, me being the outspoken guy that I was at that young like, age. what the hell? That's exactly what I said. But I said it out loud. So I said it out loud and I told Nova, I said, what the fuck, man? I was like, why you let him hit you like that? Why don't you hit him back? And then he looks at me. He heard me say that. Like oh. I said it kind of loud. I'm like, hey, I'm like, why, why the fuck you let him hit you like so that? He took him? it like a call out. Exactly. So what, what happens from that point is, right? He took it as a call out. So from that point on, I felt like he had his eye, like a target on me, right? Right. So we go to play football and um, like I, I've always believed in my mind that I've had like a uh, like uh, uh, above average uh, athleticism, you know? Right. And um, when we were playing football, like, you know, they threw all, they threw, uh, they did the punt or whatever, the throw off, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not really big on football. So if I sound retarded, because I, yeah, I, no, mean, they punt, I know how they, to play, they but it I'm, off. Yeah, they kicked it off, but they threw it, right? Right. I caught the football. They gave me the football. I ran it all the way from the end zone to the next end zone to make a touchdown. Okay. I just ran full blast. I was like, anybody touches me, I'm going to run them over. Right, you know they're gonna have to really have balls because I'm gonna go full blast, and if they're bigger, they're just gonna have to have balls. And I, I did it, and it worked, right? So I kind of felt like like eyes were on me already, and then that added with the the flame that you know of what I said previously. Right. I right. feel like that guy was like, okay, this guy is like the next alpha male outside of me. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna see what happens, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so next thing, everybody transitions from the football field after the game to the basketball court up there at that park. And I'm not playing basketball. I'm sitting on the rail chilling. There's like a post rail, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on the basketball court. And I'm chilling. I'm sitting down. And I'm minding my business, right? And you ever been in those situations where you kind of know something's going to pop off? Like you just know, like, if, has there been a situation like where you another guy's entered the room and yeah. you can tell by his behavior that you guys are just going to oh, have yeah. a clash yeah. of conflict? You feel it. Like yeah, he, he's gonna it's do that this to vibe everybody. that that person brings to the uh, to the room. Yeah, like I've been in rooms where like as soon as somebody walks in, I'm like, all right, like me or my 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 peoples that I'm with, you know, my friends. Our personalities are gonna clash. We're, we're gonna, gonna clash, and there's yeah. gonna you know, obviously there's there's tension. You already feel the tension. You cut the tension exactly with the knife, was. and you don't even know this person. That's exactly what it was. And he was, I was sitting on the rail. And I had this tension with him, right? And he notices me on from the basketball court, mm. and I notice him. Everybody's playing basketball, but me and him are not. He's on a skateboard. So what this kid do? And this kid is bigger than me. This right. kid is much bigger than me. So I'm already on guard. So this kid is riding around on, on on the basketball court on the skateboard, right? And he's passing me. He's doing loops, and he's passing me. And each time he passes me, he's coming closer and closer and closer to me, right? So I'm like, okay. circling yeah, yeah, he's circling, yeah. like he's, he's, he's like, like looking for prey, right? Right. So I'm on the rail, and then finally, on, on his like final turn, uh, turn into me, he stops his skateboard, he gets up off his skateboard, he comes up to me, he's like, and his English was real bad, so I didn't understand him, but he comes up to me, he's like, "Hey fool, when we're playing, uh, when we're playing football, you gave me a black eye." Given the fact, like I'm looking at his face, right? No black eye, didn't see anything on his face. The hell? I, I already knew it was green light, right? Yeah. And then, um, and then I said, I said, so, 
And he was like, so what's up? As soon as he said that, I'm like, I got it. Like, immediately my reaction was to get off the rail because if he cloak locks me like he did that guy in the parking lot, Nova, so, yeah. I was going to fall off that rail. And and he's already a bigger guy. I was going to be at disadvantage. Right. So me, bro, I did what I knew. I hopped up off the rail. I'm like, what's up? Took off my shirt. I'm like, what's up? We just start squaring up. Everybody just circles around world me, star. right? <laughs> yeah, world star. That was world star before world, world star. star. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was at the time. It was world star before the world. And I yeah. wish, man, I think back to this day, I wish they recorded it. So I, I square up with him, right? And um, man, no boxing experience whatsoever. But Tony Reyes was there. You no, know, he saw this going down. Nobody jumped in. Everybody watched it. We're on the basketball court, just getting down. And um. I seen him try to throw this right hand, like a like a like a like a left like a right hand a hook, but it was so wide and it came down all the way from his hip that it was so telegraphed that my like I didn't even have to think about it. It was just my natural reaction. I just dipped down low and his his punch went right above my head and I come back up and I've always been used to throwing straight punches because I didn't know how to box, mm-hmm. but something in me just threw a right hand hook, a short one though, a shorter one that wasn't mm-hmm. telegraphed. So he throws this right hand telegraphed over my head. I duck down and I come back up. As soon as I come back up, boom, just crack him. Boom. And then he fucking starts uh, jiggling. Yeah, he starts jiggling. <laughs> yeah. He starts, anyway, he starts doing the chicken dance. Wow. He starts and he go the, down. He was like, he he go down. He starts doing the chicken dance. He starts doing the chicken dance and I catch him and I just hear everybody in the crowd go, wow. Oh, after I connect clean with him, right? And then I connect clean with him, and then I try to throw some punches at him. I try to throw some straights at him, and he has length. Oh no, this is actually I'm going. I'm, I'm skipping the story. I'm going ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. So the reason I did that was that I threw that hook was because he. I was throwing straight punches at him, and they weren't landing. He was backing up and he was smacking my hands down. So my approach to it was different. I was like, I got to do something where I can let him think he's going to hit me, and that's where I waited for him and I stopped chasing him with my punches. And I stood my ground, waiting for him to throw a punch to me. And when he threw that punch, that was the telegraph punched that went over my head. I dipped down, came back up, and I threw a right hand. And it was a, bro, to this day, it was the cleanest right hand I threw on anybody. You're proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, even after hey, learning how to box. That was his proudest moment. I, I'm proud. I wasn't even there. I know. I it's feel like, like I watched every, the fight. His tone is just, like, so glorifying. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone, if you can see how I'm looking at John when he's explaining this story, just I'm, like, looking at him, and I'm, like, putting your words into, like, pictures, yeah. into, like, a video. So it's I'm a like, baby story, right? Huh? It's yeah, a baby story. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm over here, Jesus like... had a yeah. baby with Renegade, bro. And they, <laughs> they would make a meme about this, bro. Like, like they, the way I'm looking at you is, like, I'm memori- like mesmerized, yeah. you know? Like, I'm like, damn. Well, anyways, that wasn't even it. That wasn't it. Well, I throw this overhand right. He does. Uh, he does the chicken dance, right? Okay. He does the chicken dance, and I'm like, success in my mind. I'm like, that worked. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna do it again. Uh-huh. So I wait there after I connect this. He does the chicken dance. I, what I should have done, actually, now I think about it, if I was a real boxer, I would have put the pressure on him, and just fucked him up. But I mean, I didn't. I didn't have that experience. Mm-hmm. But he did the chicken dance, and I thought to myself, that worked. So if it works, then what do you want to do? Right. You want to do, do it, it again, do right? It, do it again. Okay. So I wait there again, and I wait for him to throw something. And this time, he does throw something, but I interpret it incorrectly. This time, he throws something. I duck down, and what he's throwing is not a right hook. It's a head kick. So I the duck hell? down. Yeah, it's crazy. So I, I duck down like this, right? Because I see him move, flinch his body a little right. bit. And when I see him flinch his body, I'm thinking to do the same thing again. I duck down, and when I duck down, I duck into his head kick. And his head kick clips me in the head. Boom! And it was a good head kick. 
I, I remember I kind of saw a little bit like black stars a little bit. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it didn't knock me out. It didn't it didn't wobble me or it didn't make me do the chicken dance. It just landed clean and everybody in the crowd was like, ooh. And I'm like, damn, I have to readjust. He just cut, he just cracked me with right. his head kick. So then I rush him again. I start rushing him, throwing straight punches. And then I do a, 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 a takedown on him. I do like an ankle pick or something like that. I throw a punch, do an ankle pick, grab him, and he falls down to the floor. When he falls onto the floor, I, I mount him. Mm-hmm. I full mount him. And this is probably like the big MMA scene. I just mount him. I get on top of him, and I just start trying to ground and pound him. But since my arms weren't as lengthy as his, he was able to keep his long arms on his back, pushing me upright. So I was like, this is not working. So what I did was, instead of being able to throw his punches, I just ragdoll choked him. I just started putting... I was, I was literally... My, my body weight was prior, uh, on top of his chest, and I just started ragdoll choking him with both my mm-hmm. hands and just choking him. And then he just starts getting red and blue in the face, and he starts almost passing out. And I'm just like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. And then everybody's like, all right, all right, get him off, get him off, get him off, get him off. And they, everybody just basically had to pull me off of him. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And then, so that happened, right? So that was the story. And then, um, like, Tony Reyes obviously sent him being there. He saw it. And we go back to his dad's house, and they're having boxing fights. I forgot which fight it was. And they're inviting me to their house to hang out and stuff. And then Tony... You know, basically the gif of the story, Tony mentions to his dad because his dad was the boxing coach at the time for Grace uh, Boxing. So now I'm befriending with the guy who just saw, who is a boxer who saw me beat the shit out of a bigger guy. And a good punch. And too. a good punch. And he, I guess, like, I like to think that he saw potential in me, right? Right. Yeah, he saw he something did. in yeah. you for, yeah. Did he mentioned me to yeah. his father? So he mentioned me to his father. He was like, yeah, John, like, you know, he fights a lot. He gets into a lot of street fights. But. And he has good. good. Yeah, but he's good. He had a power punch, man. He had a right hook. That's so then, Right. That's so true. then his dad looks at me after that conversation. His dad gives me a look. And his dad was kind of like, it was an awkward relationship with his dad because his dad was one of those guys you just couldn't really read. But his dad looks at me and kind of was like, yeah, is that true? Is that right? All right. Well, bring him to the boxing gym. And then from there, man, the, the rest was history. It was like, bring me to the boxing gym. And then like me just being that guy that I was, mm-hmm. you know, was just eager to spar guys, eager to go in there. But it was a different element to me. It was like, man, this is something different. It's bigger. It feels like something more than you yeah 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 it was something different and then um like i went and i was like uh you know i started training and stuff and um yeah i fell in love with the sport man that's how i got in boxing with that fight like thank god that tony race was there that day not to go off uh, off the subject but just what you said that um you know he gave you that look from a business perspective what i really thought that he was thinking in his head was i need to take a chance on this guy Like, just because you have to think, these people that have gyms, they want the next champion. Oh, absolutely. I feel oh, like that's yeah. awesome. Anyway. Absolutely. And I, think, I feel like that, that's also his downfall. I feel like that was always his approach with guys. Yeah. Because, like, a, a big reason I didn't ever pursue a, a career in going professional, honestly, and this is no, this is not to throw any uh, shade, shade, yeah, shade on, uh, on, on, on Senior Reyes, on Tony Sierra Reyes, the coach. Mm-hmm. But I just felt, and, I mean, it's understandable. Now I look at it as a grown adult. He just he just invested the majority of his time in the stable of fighters that already were accomplishing something in the amateurs yeah. versus this guy who was a young man already n- almost 19 years old, mm-hmm. which is unheard of to go into that, you know, to start pursuing a career. It's very rare. There's guys that do it. But most of these guys who are in the amateurs, they've been fighting the amateurs since they were little kids. Oh, yeah. Like I came into it like as an adult. Only only experience I had was fighting guys in the street. Mm-hmm. And even now I look at it like at 19, like if I were to go back and probably just got to. Uh, a different uh, type of coach. Not that he was a bad coach, but like I said again, like to reiterate, which somebody you said, that can push you, somebody who would motivate me, and somebody who would see potential in me and want to invest time in me versus putting mm, eggs in everybody else's basket. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like you know, being that he, there were his kids from the Grace Boxing Gym, you know, Tony, mm-hmm. uh, Valerie, and Johnny. I feel like the majority of his attention, obviously, 
is going to go to them. Well, well, that that's that's his that kids. Yeah, and, and I can totally understand that. It's not bad. Not, not to get off subject, like the streets. I've heard a lot of fights. There was another boxing gym in Third Street East, uh, and it, it was not from those owners, but um, a lot of the kids was like, no, that they, they don't want to go box at Reyes because they wouldn't get any attention. So oh, so you knew about this rumor that was going around? It wasn't even a rumor. It's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the attention will go toward his kids. Yeah. Wanted to make them champions. It and, was a and, good fight. It was his kids. I understand why. Yeah. But you have to separate when it comes to business. Right. Absolutely. You have to separate all that family shit. I, I agree. And yeah. And I feel like that was I feel like that was a big contributing factor as to why I didn't pursue it because like I'd go to the gym. Yeah. And I lose motivation because it wasn't something that was fun for me. You know, like we go. Nobody was paying attention to you. No matter how hard you fight, it's yeah. not like you had something good coming. Not only that too, but it was more of a strict thing. Yeah. You know, like, and I always had different philosophies than than their father because I always thought outside the box. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you're gonna do anything, you should have fun doing it. Like the reason I'm coming to boxing as a 19 year old young man is for one, besides staying off the street and getting eventually killed, it's because I, I find this fun. But if I'm gonna come here, and it's gonna be like a second job. You know, I was already working at dental office, and I hated that was miserable. So then you didn't want to do that. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's not. You know, I took I took my neck at the the amateurs and stuff like that. But I, I mean, I really questioned if taking like taking it as far as a career was something I was gonna do. And it just right. I just felt like at that age, like I felt like um, I felt like now, basically, if I would look back, I probably would have chose maybe a different a, a different gym that probably would I, I would have got more coaching. And you know what? Was Santos Santos boxing around that time? Santos who? Santos. Um, I think it was in Lancaster, California. I don't know if it was around. It sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was around the same time when when probably you were at yeah. Grace. Yeah. Well, I wish I would have met you, bro. I would have brought you down with my 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 grandfather. His name was Dean Chris. Yeah. Dude, he. He trains professional, but you know what I loved about him? Huh. Everything you are describing, yeah. that was Dini Chris, bro. Like he would get, he wasn't really focused on the the the, the fighters that already settled. Like he was like they already settled. They yeah, already I think more of the attention needs to go to the new guys. I need yeah. a new fresh piece of meat yeah. that I could train and mold in my direction. Right. And I want to give a shout out to uh to uh really quick. I just want to give a shout out to Johnny Reyes of Palmdale, yeah. California. Uh, professional boxer. Uh, I think he's about six, six. No, maybe, maybe a little more, maybe eight. No, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. But like what I see him do on Instagram, if you follow the Grace Boxing yeah. page, like it's completely well, he's different. Training a lot it's of a people. different dynamic yeah. too. He's getting these kids really, uh, really immersed into into boxing, and he's uh, he's dedicating a lot of his time and focus into these kids. And I see the results. Like he's doing different things differently from most traditional trainers too, which is something I always had kind of a conflict. Mm-hmm. With in regards to like how I approach things with them, like right. like boxing has always been a traditional thing, but I've always had a different kind of mindset. I've always had an open mindset, and when I used to watch MMA, I used to always like have conversations with Tony. This and that. Oh man, we should weight train. No, nah, we can't. It makes you slow. Oh man, I, I think you can have a tattoo and, and box. No, nah, you can't have tattoos in this. And I'm just like, no. I think really I think you said can that about tattoos. Well, they were so traditional. That's the thing, bro. Like boxing. So they wanted you to be like straight, clean, straight cut. edge. And I came from the streets. Like this wasn't my image. Right. And, and I and I would dispute these things because I liked to believe in the back of my head that somebody who came from where I came from and how what I kind of represented could make it so I would have these arguments like now you can have tattoos as long as you as long as you're good enough as long as you do this and as long as you do that and come to find out now there's a big market and made for guys that are just different like that tattooed up uh talk on the mic speak their mind not traditional weight training doing explosive training interval training and it's a different dynamic than what most traditional boxers have been training like and I think I think these boxers nowadays really need to get on the train get on board with 
this difference in uh, training. Weight training, it's like, yeah. I've been weight training most of my life and I'm not a bodybuilder, but I have power. I promise you, and that's right. a different power than punching power too. I sense it. Yeah, I, I mean, I have yeah. power. I have, I have strength, you know what I mean? Right. So it's just those differences in tradition. But because you still train right now, right? Just for the yeah, fun, bro. Just for fun. I'm always for training. Fun. Yeah. I train like a professional. I train like uh, I, I try to work and train and do everything like if I was a professional. So when I go to the gym and I, I try to train, I, I envision myself with taking what I've learned from the boxing mm-hmm. and I train like a professional. Because the thing is, with with all that in boxing, that's what that's the cool thing about boxing, is that no matter what you do in boxing, with all the training, all the skills that are, are basically embedded in you and sold into your brain you're always going to use that after boxing like those are life those are skills that you can translate to your everyday life the discipline it's the discipline the discipline the courage the motivation the strength the just the will to move forward that's what makes the sport of boxing so beautiful and it separates it separates itself from other sports yeah just what what sucks about any sport is just the politics behind it the politics behind it stops many great fighters. And not not a get off subject, but it's just I don't know, I just I, I, I really I really hope that now we could have more of that respect factor like him that everybody's always looking down on tattoos. Like there's nothing wrong with tattoos. Dude, there's nothing it, it's a message to me. Yeah. Be different. You. Yeah, be different. That's what yeah. you do. And that's another thing a lot of these boxers don't really understand. Yeah. It's like a lot of these boxers are not as successful as they could be because they're not breaking out of the box. Like they're not really trying to be different and stand out. Like if you know now, like I respect guys like Adrian Broner. I respect guys that are doing things outside the box and yeah. stuff. Honestly, because they're they're coming in from a business angle. They're marketing and branding themselves as an identity in boxing. Mm-hmm. And most of these boxers think that, oh, I'm just going to make it just being good at boxing. It's like maybe maybe not like like just being successful in general what do you think the percentile for a boxer to make it to make it and to be very successful and live off of that we we probably could look up the statistics like how many boxers what's the percent of boxers like what's the percentage like out of every 10 boxers how many boxers or just any kind of any kind of statistic that shows how many actually make it yeah like actually make it and live and retire off successfully right right i I had a buddy a few years ago jacob uh ness i think i can't pronounce his name but he's uh he's the owner of a bales bonds uh in uh lancaster really good friend of mine uh shout out to jacob and shout out to american liberty bail bonds and uh he mentioned to me before and it stuck in my head he said bro i think it was like a small percent of all boxers in the United States or maybe even the world make it successfully in boxing. And I think that percent was under under two digits for sure. And it's a small percent. Because oh, I believe it. It's not, you got to understand too, right? These fighters are not only fighting for success, which is just hard in general to do. It's hard to be successful. Just in general, it takes a lot of work, right? Right. But they're a one-man sport imposing their will on another guy with the same mindset, the same mindset set, excuse me, imposing their will to be just as successful in a cutthroat and ruthless pursuit. Oh yeah, it, it, it's crazy, and the fact that they put their heart and soul and their, they risk their lives every time they're in that ring. There's there's no actual research, but if somebody were would want to research, you would put how many boxes there is registered right now. How many registered gloves do we have, and how many licensed boxers? Yeah, how many big superstars do you have? How many pay per views do we have? Yeah, and you could say so many out of literally the. The huge amount of boxers like are six point five three million registered boxers. Is there really? Okay, that's really? Right wow, that's a lot. Two thousand seventeen alone. That's just a, that's a lot. That's just registered hands. 
So out of all those, we don't know who they are. We That's a lot of stepping stones. Even from yeah. here to the 90s. That's a lot of stepping stones. So out stones. of all those, how much did you say again? Six. Just think about it. Every pay-per-view, we don't... It's six point five three million. How many? And fans. how many of those six point five three million or whatever are are pay per view stars? Are pay per view like ten stars. or twenty? Okay, yeah. then think of the That's statistic. It's not even a percent. It's like a point something. That is insane. That's, That's a small margin. Yeah, bro. Is right that here. is crazy. And, and, and this is no district. This is this is in no way to this is in no way like me. Yeah, to discourage yeah. any boxers out there. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I, but but <laughs> I am trying to bring light. I am trying to bring light to the truth of it yeah. and awareness because look, the consequence of pursuing a career in boxing is ruthless, man. You lose brain cells, and that was that was a place I came to after uh, doing some heavy sparring one day because I, I come from traditional sparring. I've, I sparred in MMA, I sparred in boxing, and boxing traditional sparring is like full life. Like guys are getting knocked out in sparring. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a joke. Like people think that the headgear it protects you from getting hit. It doesn't. It protects you from getting cut through headbutts. Yep. Right. Like the glove is reaching your face. It's reaching your jaw. It's reaching your eye. You're going home with black eyes. I've literally went home a couple of times and I've peed blood from sparring, from real Ooh, sparring. Wow, yeah. I've peed blood. So, I mean, I know what it takes, you know? I mean, I might from not know what it takes on a big shots, stage. Right? Lights, yeah. But, I mean, I know that it's it's a ruthless pursuit. So, after after my vision being blurred one day from some heavy sparring, I just had to come to the decision. Like, hey, if I'm not, not going to do what it takes to actually be, like, uh, take this as a career, there's really no point in me taking the punishment. I understand. So you have to run six miles a day, man. That is true. Another one, another how many minutes? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's really any one or standard of how much you have to run in a day. Some guys run different. Yeah. Like maybe some guys run more or less. No? (laughs) Hell no. We're gonna change that, baby. We gotta get you. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get fit, man. I gotta get fit. uh, It says here that there's a guy that can do six miles in less than 40 minutes. Yeah. So are you gonna hang out with that endurance? Do you have that endurance? It's a, it's a, bro, it's some real deal stats yeah. right here. Hey, but hey, with the, with the race, but you know what? Some of the, like, a lot of the boxers are like super fit. Disciplined. Yeah. yeah. Disciplined. Discipline. Like, they could run six miles like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm over here dying. Manny like, Pacquiao. Quarter mile. Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao <laughs> runs like crazy. You see his calf? Dude, I run to my mailbox and I'm already out of breath. <laughs> What's up, AJ? Welcome back, you guys. What's going on? What's going on? So, yeah, that was pretty much my story, man. And I, I was saying a little bit before we took our break, uh, you know, I, I was interested too in hearing how you got into boxing. So it's gonna. Well, yeah, my, my story's question. not as uh, not as great as yours or I interesting. Mean, I mean, it's all perspective. But now, nah, my you know, basically, man, ever since I was a little kid, you know, I've always loved boxing. And so, you know what I would do when I was little is uh, I remember somebody in my family, somebody in my family, what they did is uh, they bought me, you know, those little. Mexico like boxing gloves and the little <laughs> yeah I got, I got you get at the uh, swap meet I got some of my center console in my car right now but not yeah. the swap meet ones I got some real good ones but yeah yeah I yeah so those um, Mexican gloves yeah the Mexican yeah. ones with the with the punching bag and stuff so then yeah. I got that yeah so whenever like Oscar de la Hoya or like Fernando Vargas wait, would, wait, wait hold on you're going kind of fast brother. Who, so who got you these gloves I can't remember somebody in my family somebody got, got me these gloves the Mexican, uh, I think it was one of my brothers that got me the uh, the gloves so basically, every time there was a fight on, because yeah. we would always have the fights on, you know, yeah. and every time there was a fight on, I'll put my pe- punching gloves, I mean, my um, the punching bag up, and I'll put my gloves on, and I'll act like I'm actually fighting the opponent that De La Hoya was fighting, or that any, like, Fernando Vargas, or anything like that, I would act and imitate that I was boxing them. I thought I was like my own little superstar. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, know, like you do a WWF? And back yeah, in I used to do that too. But you were with boxing though. Oh, you were doing both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do them with both, you know. Uh, so your family, they used to they used to play the fights a lot, and used to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Over there in Sacramento, um, 
you know, they would always have the fights because we had the black box back then. So yeah. they would always play the uh, the fights, all the big fights. And, you know, all the family will come and, and, and uh, watch the fights. So then basically, you know, that's how I, I got into boxing, how I fell in love with boxing, like the sport of boxing. And um, then with that, you know, along the way, once I, you know, was growing up and I moved out to Lancaster, California, I'm known to always have the fights at my house, you know. So I'm always known to have the fights at my house. And everybody knows as soon as there's a big fight, it's going to AJ's, you know. <laughs> So then I will always have the fights. And um, I just fell in love with them, man. And then oh, I met Chris Avalos. Shouts out to Chris Avalos. And he's actually the one that got me more involved in, in boxing as far as really learning the game of boxing. And with him, you know, uh, getting his perspective as a professional boxer on what the ins and outs are with boxing. You know, he would always tell me, and that's when I started like really in depth, started listening and focusing in the game of boxing, not only to watch it, but actually in detail as far as like the weight classes, as far as like the opponents, uh, the rankings, the pound for pound list and stuff like that. So I just fell in love with the statistics of boxing and the drama and basically the politics of boxing. And why would you say, oh, well, I guess I guess you kind of fell in love to it earlier because your family kind of right. was kind of cultural for you. Right, right. I never actually went to a gym and like, you know, uh, trained or anything like that. I was more of the boxing fan. I was, you know, looking in, you know. So who are, you, who are you guys or your families? Who were they like? Who were their favorite boxers growing up? Obviously, uh, like the Mexican You know, greats, the right? La Oya. Yeah, like all the Mexican like fighters, you know, the, yeah. actually uh, Puerto Rican uh, Tito Trinidad, you know. So, oh, yeah, I remember in Trinidad and on De La Hoya fought. I saw that like passing classroom yeah. as a youngster too. Yeah. See, I didn't grow. See, my story is different in the sense that I didn't. I didn't really grow up culturally with boxing in my in my life. Like whereas, yeah. like I think you. Did. I did. I, yeah. You know, a lot of my family members. You know, all of my family like they. We all love boxing. Even my mom. She's a huge uh, boxing oh, yeah? fan. Yeah, my mom. Who's your mom like? Um, you know, De La Hoya. For you, it was kind of a cultural thing being raised in your family. Then you kind of, you, you know, you met Chris and you became a little bit more passionate about yeah. it, like the other side of it. Why why boxing, though, like over like, because would you say you became really passionate about boxing in your later adult life or your younger life? Was this Well, I liked, I liked it ever since I was like uh, young. Oh, okay, you know, okay, I liked it ever since I was young, but I fell in love with it even more because I started like really paying attention to the business side of it. And me, I love that, like the business side of boxing, how a, a, a fight gets gets put together. Yeah, you like, mentioned to me about like promoting uh, promoting boxers and doing stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what uh, I, I that's really. That's the approach wanna, you. you yeah, really yeah, you know, like uh, promoting boxers and stuff like that. So you know, more along the way, obviously, you know, with me like doing my music and me being around a lot of industry people, yeah. I started meeting a lot of boxers, professional boxers. Right. So. I started building relationships with these professional boxers and that's why I'm so passionate with, with boxing is the fact that since I know these boxers personally, it's like, I see what they go through. And you know, a lot and of boxers, man. Yeah. I know it's a lot crazy. of, a lot of boxers. Are, are the majority of the boxers, you know, come and fight me, uh, uh, fighters from the Antelope Valley or are they? No, they're all over. They're all over. They're all over. And, and, and this is, this is because this is a result of, uh, you just being in the music industry. Yeah. Me being in the music industry and just me being, you know, rubbing elbows with these people and then social media too, you know, yeah. Instagram and face, Facebook and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically no. like how that's why I'm like passionate about boxing is because I know a lot of boxers personally. I I I see the the behind the scenes of boxing. Have you ever put the gloves on? 
I put the gloves on. Like with yeah. anybody. That's my, like. If you oh, ever, yeah. Yeah, who? Yeah. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm I, saying, have you ever put the gloves on? Like, have you ever done like. Oh, like inside the ring? Yeah, Los Golpes. Oh, no, hell no. Los Golpes. No, 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 no. Never? Nah. Nah, you have to change that, bro. Yeah, I'm down. Maybe one time you have I'm to down. try it out at least, you know, get mm-hmm. a feel for it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's never, basically. I mean, I've never been, been in the ring. That's crazy though, because you've liked it for so long. Yeah, but I've never been in the ring like that. Like, I actually, I like, did like a little sparring session or anything. Like, have I watch you though. Yeah, have you ever thought? Of I mean, it? I I put on the gloves outside of the ring. Oh, like boxing gloves? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I, what I mean. Oh, like, okay, yeah. Like yeah. outside of the ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What you've like uh, done, like backyard boxing with some? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, nothing like too crazy. Yeah, but you know, uh, who'd you do it with? Um, it was with a couple of my cousins growing up. Did you win or did you get your ass beat? I lost some and I won some. Oh, you know, that's I'm like, yeah. self respect. You yeah. win some, lose some. But you live. You live to fight live another to fight day. Another day. Damn. You know. Yeah, but, everybody uh, has those uh, those neighborhood backyard boxing, like yeah. whatever, too, the little boxing matches, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was cool because, uh, in fact, one of my brothers used to always, you know, whenever my cousin, shouts out to my cousin Renee Hernandez from Fairfield, California. Um, whenever he would go, like, in the summertime to the to my house in Sacramento, every summer he would go for, like, a week. And my brother, every time, like, he was there, he would, like, bring out the boxing gloves and be like, all right, put them on. Oh, okay. And we would have to like fight in front of him. Yeah. Would it get bloody? Would it get? Uh, get sometimes it would, but you know, we would actually like put the gloves on and yeah. and we'll start crying because y'all, you hit me in my face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get pissed off, and my brother would get pissed off if if any of us starts like whining or, or complaining, bitching or whatever. Yeah. He'll tell us to keep fighting. So it was cool. It was fun times, man. I, that's I really. Like, that's, yeah. that's how Adrian Gonzalez got into boxing, huh? Yep, yep. So, uh, and yeah. I got some things that uh, that I actually uh, I took note of, man, that I want to talk about. One of them, uh, we kind of we kind of touched a little bit on the uh, the uh, Spencer uh, Earl Spence fighting oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey Garcia, and uh, I think that's the fight that I'm most excited about now. Uh, that and Anthony Joshua, heavyweight, uh, British heavyweight Anthony Joshua just got announced against uh, Drell Baby Miller. And uh, that announcement happened this Wednesday, man. It kind of literally went viral on my Instagram feed. Well, like, today so- they did the uh, the presser. Oh, you saw that? They, yeah, they hey, got they got hey, physical. Miller, yeah, no, Miller got physical. Oh yeah, Miller got physical. Yeah, from what I saw, that Miller was got pretty intense. Hey, that's gonna be a badass fight. Yeah, hey, Miller, hey, Miller is raw with it. Oh yeah. yeah, he's probably the, possibly arguably the best uh, heavyweight trash talker there is. I, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. Did you know who Big well, Miller no, was a little no. bit? Um, who else? Oh, Wilder. Fury, Fury, Fury. No, well, him too. Yeah. You oh, think he, he just signed talker? with top rank. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. He just signed with, with, with top rank. So now, now they're talking that he. Uh, there, there's talks that he might not be doing the rematch with uh with Wilder now because he's with oh, top he rank. He has to do that, bro. Yeah. He has to. But I mean, there's speculation going on that he might not. Yeah, he do might the not. Second right away. But he has to. That has to be on him. Look, look in Fury's favor, the faster he does the rematch, the better chance he has. If he waits any longer, well, I see Walder only getting better. That was a pretty crazy fight. It's crazy how he got knocked out or knocked down, and then he just gets up like, like nothing happened. Mm. Yeah, that was kind of fishy, bro. What that, do you was, mean? that was a little fishy the way he like. He just got up out of nowhere like nothing. Oh my god! Don't tell me you're one of those uh, conspiracy theorists that think that fights are bought off to the point where they're staging them on the stage. I don't. I don't know. Get the, get not the that one. Not. Here, I don't know. There's names. Get the no, fuck no, no, out of here. No, 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 no. None of them are staged. Don't lie to me. They're staged. Get the fuck out. No man is going to spend his life's work no. and his ego and his pride taking a purpose, a purposeful, intentional loss. I'm not saying that that one was staged. Yeah. It just looked funny. 
It really did. And I'm not the only one. There's it a looked lot. funny because he got knocked the fuck up and came back out. That's why it looked funny. Like, who right. could take a shot like that and, and, and still look, get up? He got up from the torso first, which was more funny. Like, it was from a coffin. Like, yeah. he didn't get up like, with his arms. Like, like, he literally got up from his abs section and his torso moved up and he just kind of rocked up. Like, he was <laughs> like coming up from the dead. That was what's no, crazy that's, about that, That's what I'm saying. It was crazy. Not that yeah. it was, like, staged or fixed or anything. It was just weird the way he just came up. Like, nothing. Like, somebody gets knocked the fuck out the way he did yeah. and gets dropped. You're not coming back up. You're not coming up. He just rose up like nothing ever happened. But uh, I, I like Tyson Fury, you know? I like him. He, he's, he's a good fighter. He is a great trash talker. Yeah, Tyson Fury is a good yeah, trash talker. But, uh, he reminds me, he's like the uh, he's like the Irish Conor McGregor for boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. as good, though. Not with the trash talking. Oh, no, no, I think I, I think, think to took, me I think the best Conor's trash good. talkers in the in the sport of boxing or in combat sports is Conor McGregor and Mayweather. And Mayweather. Yeah, hands down. And Mayweather has even said things. himself that Conor McGregor yeah. is the boxing version of him. Well, no, how do you say it? he's the the uh, UFC version of Mayweather? Yeah, and I believe. What did you think about that fight when they fought? McGregor was actually doing pretty good. He wasn't doing too bad. Uh, it just, I was, I, I just kept watching his legs because he kept wanting to like kick him. Like, you think so? It's just in you. Obviously, if you're, yeah. if, if you're a UFC, you're a mixed martial arts, you know, uh, fighter. When you're trained like that mentally, when you're trained like that, your first instinct that when you're in the ring or the octagon, whatever, say ring in that case with Mayweather, he has the gloves on, your instinct is to go. With your leg, because that's what he's trained to do. Yeah, but he's also he's also a former boxer. Like people don't give him enough credit to the fact that so he's he is a former. To, yeah, bro, yes. I didn't know that. I think he. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know, Oscar. Uh, Conor McGregor. If you, I don't know if you could check this out, Conor McGregor does have an amateur boxing experience. He does. Yeah, Conor McGregor is. I think he has amateur. But just like so, I like it would be like me. Like I have boxing experience. But it would just be like somebody who has boxing experience probably didn't go for, far in boxing and transition to mixed martial arts. But there's a lot of guys who have good boxing abilities in MMA that are not given credit for it. Like uh, right. Jorge Masvidal, mm-hmm. super crisp boxing. Uh, Nate Diaz, uh, Nick Diaz, and Nate Diaz. I wouldn't say the best boxing, but they do have some. Bo- they have a lot of boxing fundamentals. Hey, who was that fighter that just fought um, on the undercard of the King Velasquez? That I think he's from Brazil. Oh, oh yeah, he's like a prospect. Yeah, I think he's Royce Gracie's like a uh, relative or something like something that. Something like that. But yeah, um, he in his corner, I noticed that Nate Diaz was in his corner. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't watch the undercards. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was Nate, Diaz, Nate Diaz, I think, could be a boxer too. But, I mean, look, when people think boxing and they think somebody can be a boxer, their initial reaction is to think good boxer, the best boxer. Hey, I want to see that Nate Diaz and uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, tri- a trilogy? The trilogy. That was a badass fight, dude. Honestly, both? oh yeah, hell yeah, that was, that was dope. Like to me, the way that that Nate Diaz came from behind, like straight up, like he was losing that fight. But the first one or the second, he lost. He what? lost. The, he lost the second one. He won the first one. Right, it was the first one. But which one were you saying? Which one are you talking about? Because you know how he was like super bloody. Like he was getting the his first. Ass one, beat. Talking about the first fight. I think it's the, the first one. It's the yeah. one where he came back and he actually knocked out Conor McGregor. Oh no, he choked him out. Oh, he choked him out. There you go. Yeah, it was a submission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Conor to come Mc- back but, and to like Conor McGregor was actually getting the best of them in the beginning rounds. Well, the whole fight. Yeah, basically. the whole fight. And then they just... See, that's what makes... So this is why I believe Conor McGregor just like 
by athleticism and ability and skill and fight IQ alone, he's a better fighter than Nate. But Nate just is that endurance athlete that'll drown you. He'll take you far deep into the waters and he'll just drown you with the pressure. Me- See, I think Nate Diaz, he's Mexican. I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, I think yeah, yeah. he's Mexican, right? Yeah, he doesn't talk about it too. enough, though, but he's a Mexican-American. Yeah. And he has that style. It's just translated into, he has that if Mexican If I'm not mistaken, he is from the Bay Area or he's from like, Yeah, he's North. from Stockton. Oh, there you go, from Stockton. From yeah, Stockton, yeah. California. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Nate Diaz. I'm pretty sure he's Mexican American. Yeah, and yeah. he brings that Mex- that Mexican style with taking you deep waters and drown you out. But his boxing is not that crisp in the sense of being technical with the footwork and stuff like that. He's more of a grappler, huh? No, he's. I mean, he has a big background of grappling, but he likes to sit there and he likes to just patch you with shots yeah. and beat you down. Like basically, I would say he's like a Brandon Rios in MMA. You know how Brandy Reels? Brandy Reels is... He'll yeah, just yeah. drown you in punches. He'll high-volume puncher. No, yeah. I had to cut you off, but Conor McGregor was a plumber. Not to <laughs> cut me off, but you're cutting me off. No. What happened? He was a plumber. I didn't see anything about prior boxing. Yeah, no, he was a player, but he uh, he has an amateur bo- uh, boxing background. Okay, yeah, I wasn't seeing Yeah, no, he, yeah, he was a plumber, too, but... Hey, well, shout out to all the plumbers. <laughs> hey, without the approach... We I won't have toilets to shit in. Oh, we'd have the toilets, but we won't have well, the maintenance. It'll be all overfilled. How it? Yeah, how will we fix it? I don't like getting in there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> man, that's a cool story, though. But, man. yeah, man, uh, I mean, it. nah, I'm good. Um, but, yeah, like, as far as uh, with that, that's how I got into it, man. And that's, you know, boxing is one of my favorite sports. You know, I'm a huge yeah. sports head in general. So, you keep up with the MMA, too? Like, I do? I, or a just little a, bit. A little bit. Because I noticed about you, you're a purist with the boxing. Like, you watch prospects that I don't watch necessarily. Right. Because I, I wouldn't consider myself a I watch, I watch the fights that a lot of people won't normally watch. Like, I like to watch the prelims, like the undercards. Yeah. I'd rather watch that than the actual main fight. I got, I got somebody. Right? I got somebody for you. What's up? Teofimo Lopez. The, he's the dude from um, Honduras. Honduras. So, you know about him. He's Oh, yeah. That was, that so was for a those crazy. You, hey, for those the way you he knocked home, out that dude. For those of you at home listening who don't know about Teofimo Lopez... Check him out. Well, he wants Lomachenko. Check him out. Yeah, he wants Lomachenko. He's yeah, he's big. He's kind of big for Lomachenko. He needs to be yeah. fighting guys like Terence Crawford. Yeah. Like I don't know why his name is not in the mix. Like for all you guys at home listening and that like Terence Crawford, like Lomachenko, like uh, who else? Uh, well, Fence is bigger than both all these guys. But like these guys, like uh, Teofimo Lopez, I think he's gonna be a he's gonna be a name that needs to be in the mix. Oh yeah, he's no. five eight, one hundred thirty five pounds. So he's the same size as Crawford. Crawford is five. What, Theofimo Lopez is 5'8? Yeah, Theofimo Lopez. And then what about Terrence, Lope, uh, Ter- uh, Terrence Crawford? Terrence uh, Crawford should be 5'8 too. Terrence Crawford. Look, how I see it, if they're around relatively around the same height, there can be a fight made. Because when you're relatively around the same height, like your, your stature. Well, no, your it's, it's not the height, it's the weight. No, I know it's the weight, but I'm saying in these smaller weight classes, relatively, if you're around the same size, you could fight around the same size. When it comes to these guys this right. small, like you're talking about heavyweight. Look at the difference with uh, Anthony Joshua. He's but in boxing, six, six. though, I mean, if if I'm not mistaken, it's not really about the height. Mm. It's, it's it's about weight the weight. It's the weight classes. What, what I'm trying to emphasize on is if you're the same height in those smaller weight classes, you should be able to meet the same weight bracket. You should be able to meet it. If I'm five nine, somebody else is five nine. We should we should be able to relatively be around the same weight to meet yep. in a fight. It shouldn't be that so difficult. So what's uh, Okay, but what's his weight? What's his weight? There uh, we go. Terrence Crawford's weight is currently 159 pounds. Oh, yeah. So that fight... And what, uh, and what about uh, Theofimo Lopez? 135. Currently, is that his walkaway um, weight, Oscar? Or is that his fight weight? What does he fight at? 
He's 158, you said? Uh, he is, I'm sorry, 134.8. Teofimo Lopez is around the same way. So Teofimo Lopez, yeah. Pretty much not too far away. Not too far away. And they're both 5'8". I'm sure Theofimo, one of them, one of them is cutting more weight than the other. A lot more weight. Yeah, right. Theofimo. So yeah, Theofimo. So if they can if they can meet halfway, that yeah. fight can be done. Yeah. Like this is not a fight that can't be done. They're both guys relatively same in height. Thank you. That's true. And, and that'd be a good fight. Yeah. Those are the fights that need to happen. Yeah. I agree. I, I would want to see that. You know what fight I want to see? Straight up? Batman and Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> I want to see John Gonzalez go heads up with Terrence Crawford. Oh, get the fuck out! You got Spider Man on Batman and Spider Man? Huh? I got Spider Man all day, bro. Spider Man all day. Spider Man yeah. has super strength. What the fuck are you talking about? Bruce just has a deep voice. Spider Man. Spider Man can fl- like basically. Lit. That's true. Batman is a slow ass. Like, oh, what else? Spider Man got spider senses. What else? Yes. Hey, but Batman got Robin. Robin's not even... Bro, we're not talking about jumping people, dog. We're not talking about jumping people. Hey, when you're talking about fucking... What is it, Marvel? Or Mar- no. Yeah, DC Spider-Man's versus Marvel, Marvel right? Yeah, DC Marvel. Yeah. I take Spider-Man. I take Spider-Man, too. Man. And that's a rigged fight because the animators can do what they want. So. Yeah. That's biased. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's political. Like nah, boxing. but John Gonzalez and Terrence Crawford would be a good-ass fight. Nah, no way. What's your weight? I could fight with Terrence Crawford. What's Terrence Crawford fight at? 159? One, uh, hell no. That's, that's like what, a middle. No, yeah, no, I don't no. know if that's that. Hey, I don't know if that's, that's correct. I don't, he's not 159. 145. He fights at 145. Oh, he fights at 145? So he probably What's walks around. So, uh, me walking around? Like if I was going to c- compete, I'd, I'd fight at, at, at probably that weight or smaller. I could get down probably if I really dedicated myself to 135. What's your weight right now? I walk around like 155. But you could get down to 145 to, yeah. to, to fight? Yeah, easy. That's a five-pound difference. Yeah. Well, you know sometimes what? I walk around this is almost what I'm at do. 160. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to actually go... I'm a, After our show today, I'm going to call Bob Arum. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to call Bob Arum, and I'm going to set this fight up. You're giving me my shot right now to promote, boy. Come on, man. I can't compete You're with Terrence Crawford. You're giving me my shot right now. Let me be your promoter. I can't I can't I compete will, with Terrence Crawford. Not I will not put that fight up. together. Like only the only the only chance we're in hell, calling out Terrence Crawford right now. The only chance no, in hell kidding. I would have is is slamming him on his head, and maybe maybe I won't even have that chance because after seeing his HBO special like the twenty four seven, he I, I saw that he actually used to wrestle. I think it was in high school. Mm. So so yeah, that's, that so it might not be a guy you want to fuck with. A guy who can box and a guy who probably can defend the takedown yeah, or slam on his head. Yeah. So hey, like, well, nah. train me for like five he's years. A guy, he's an elite. He's an elite athlete, man. I say I train like a professional, but I'm not. I'm not. The fact is, I'm not a professional. I just I know how to box. Well, why don't you train me for like about five, six years? Yeah, you know what we got to do. We just train. Just train me for like five, six years, and then at that time, Terrence Crawford will be slowing down in his career, and I'll fight yes. that motherfucker. Nobody want to watch this, AJ. Because right now, all that would happen is I would just hit him with my fat ass gun. That's I would want to watch that like right now. I just think it'll be funny. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be funny. It was like, hey, oh, Terrence Anything else you guys want to touch on? Nah, man, I think, I think we covered up, everything. We got what? We just announced uh, Joshua versus Jarrell Baby, uh, Baby Miller. So you guys uh, listen. We already home. covered uh, Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez. And we Go. already covered the Leo Santa Cruz. So I think we're done, guys. Right. And then, yeah, Spence is supposed to be fighting uh, Garcia. So I'm looking forward to watching that fight. Oh, yeah, we that should watch cool. that together. Yeah, we're going to watch that. We'll do a segment together. together. When or... is that fight? Just so people listening uh, at home can expect it. I can't really... You know when the Earl Spence? I don't remember when Oscar? that fight is. Spence, Spence, Earl Spence versus... Yeah, I know it's in March. Mikey Garcia. I know it's in March. Okay, so let's get that date. We'll give it to our audiences. And we'll wrap it up from there. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys 
You know, I want to give everybody a huge shout out that tuned in. Um, We really appreciate your guys' support. Um, All the love that you guys have been giving us in our social media at Los Golpes page. As a matter of fact, if you don't follow our RG, our RG, our IG IG page, page, um, go ahead and follow us at that's Los Golpes Gonzalez show. Yeah. And you can uh, you can follow me at um, John underscore nine. Uh, the nine's like a G, Gonzalez. So John underscore Gonzalez, the G's a nine. Uh, I think you can follow uh, AJ at AJAYRNB. And you can follow Riddles at, at Riddles Music. Yep. Yeah, so just, yeah, you guys follow us. You guys follow us on our page, follow us on Instagram. Uh, yeah, hey, and, and we don't bite. Uh, we don't bite. We follow back. And the. So we're saying the questions. Saturday, March 16th. Yeah, March go, 16th. That's going to be on, on show. Sports. So well, that's going to be on pay per view. Yep. Damn. Ter- yeah, Terrence Qua- I mean, um, um, Earl Spence is going to hey, be Hey, well, you said game. earlier, right, Riddles, that you got the hookup for the uh, paper? The hook. Don't worry about it. Hey, so All what do right, you guys so want to watch the fight at? You guys want to watch it together? We'll yeah, let's, you let's watch it at my house. Anywhere you have an connection. Oh, man, but that's the I thing. I got the big dude. TV. I know, but that's the thing, me me going out there and having, like, oh, what I got doing. Right. But uh, we'll figure well, it out. We'll figure it out. So you, uh, those listening at... the fight, bro. Those listening at home, check out... the. Make sure to check out Earl Spence Jr., The Truth. Um... He's fighting Mikey Garcia on March 16th. March 16th. That's the next big fight, you guys. Uh, listen at home. Fox Sports. Big fight. It's an exciting fight. Always an exciting fight when you get a combination. You get a black uh, uh, fighter, Mexican fighter. It always makes for an, uh, uh, a good event. Fight. Entertaining yeah. fight. And uh, yeah. Hell I yeah. Got, I got Spencer and that's pretty much a wrap. I got Mikey. You got Mikey? I got Mikey. Are you rooting for Mikey? You got Mikey. I'm rooting for Mikey. I gotta, I gotta go. Do you, do you, do you got Mikey or are you rooting for Mikey? I'm, I, I got Mikey. You got Mikey? I got Mikey. You I got, got Mikey. Mikey? I got Mikey. Okay, so you guys hear that on tape? We got it. We got it down audio. We got it recorded. So you got Spence. I got Earl Spence. Earl Spence taking it, and I got it by I got uh, Mikey TKO. Garcia. All right. TKO. Hey, all right, hey. So let's do a bet right now. What's We're going to do the bet. What's the bet? If Mikey beats Spence. Okay, it's a fifteen dollars hey, buy. Everybody putting five dollars. Hey, hold on, hold on. What should the bet be though? Five dollars. Five dollars? Because it won't kill us. I mean, <laughs> there goes my honey buns. All right, I got to be better shakes than that. Yeah, uh, let's do a twelve pack. Oh, uh, whatever. I whatever. don't drink, but whatever. Kind of. I'll give you my twelve pack when I win. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. We <laughs> should do. Shit. We'll figure something out. We'll post like the loser on Instagram or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But no. make sure to follow us, people. We love y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate it. Had a good one. Hey, good show. Good stuff. Good stuff, all everyone. Right, I appreciate all you guys, man. Good job. And uh, that's a wrap. Till next week. Got it. What's for dinner? Jesse's Pizza, located in Roseman, California. If you're hungry, be sure to Google Jesse's Pizza and give them a call and order yours today. Hey, are you in need of home remodeling, pools, patios, cement? Premier Construction and Development has you covered. 818-966-4307. Be sure to call them for any of your needs. If you're like me, you care about your hair. My friends at King's Cut got you covered for anything like lineups, trimmings. They got you. Palmdale, California. Reach out to them whatever you need they got you covered are you in the market for a new home mds home realty has you covered our friend marlon serrano has been in the business for years and is ready to help you today be sure to give him a call at 818-581-7143 that's 818-581-7143
No party is a party without a party jumper. R&R Party Rentals have been in the business for a long time and has been serving everyone in the Alamo Valley. Jumpers, tables, and chairs. The best part of all, it's totally affordable. Be sure to give them a call. 661-860-0788. That's 661-860-0788.